I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, and welcome back to Digital Spies Soap Scoop podcast, where... Every Friday, we're chatting with some of our favourite people from the world of soaps and breaking down the biggest goings-on in EastEnders, Emmerdale, Coronation Street and Hollyoaks. I'm Sophie and, as always, I'm here with, with Ali. Morning, Sophie. How are you? Hi, I'm good, thanks. It's a bit of a chilly one, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bitter November morning. Um, it is The temperature has definitely dropped um, as we head into uh, the next exciting few weeks. Uh, in the UK, but yeah, yeah, it's um, it's cold, but it's okay. It's always nice to be um, chatting to you on a Wednesday morning. So yeah. yeah, it is cold. I'm sitting here in all the layers. I've got socks on, <laughs> and I did win the heating battle this morning. <laughs> I said, I know, I got up. It's like seven a.m. I said to Mark, my husband, I was like, we are putting it on. It's like two degrees or something. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. You just, needed. I think, I just have to do. It. I can't. Are you? I'm. I'm normally on the other side of that. I'm normally like, okay, it's been on for an hour and a half now. Like, let's rush over to the thermostat and turn it off. But yeah, today is definitely. Definitely a day for leaving it on. Yeah, definitely. So we are about to head into another challenging time here in the UK. Or actually, by the time you hear this, we will be in it. We're mm. heading into lockdown two throughout <laughs> November. It's all a bit doom and gloom. I think like this time around, it's going to be a little bit more difficult. It's darker, it's colder, the days are shorter. But... The good news, because we all need some good news, is that the soaps, it doesn't look like, are going to be shutting down this time. The only reason they shut down before was because they needed to sort of get the protocol and the safety measures in place. But they're all there now and they can follow the guidelines and social distance. So that will be keeping on going throughout the winter months, which is great. Yeah, it's it's, it's a bit of a relief as well because it means we've got that kind of regular regular scheduled programming from all of our favourite soaps back on back on the menu and yeah, I'm, so, I'm kind of so I'm kind of used to seeing them all film at a distance. I mean, it's still a bit strange. You can mm. definitely still tell in a scene where you're like, mm, you'd be sat closer than that in real life. But yeah, um, <laughs> yeah it, I've kind of got used to the social distancing and, and the new way of filming. And you know, obviously, we'd much rather they were all kind of safe and sound than than doing anything else. Yeah, definitely. And it's just good that they're going to carry on. I mean, it's a bit of a comfort blanket isn't it it's familiar it's all what we need right now Uh, so before we get into that we'll be breaking down all the spoilers as usual a bit later on but our guest this week is the lovely Cassie Powney who played Mel Burton in Hollyoaks from 2003 to 2006 so if you are a long-term Hollyoaks viewer you will remember them they were the 
Burton twins. Mm. Yeah, she's um, she was great. She's Cassie, someone that we know through just through kind of work. She, she works for um, Cosmopolitan at the moment, um, and so we kind of through that uh, met her and, and we're like, you know, we should definitely come on the show. Um, and it's really it's a really good chat, and I think it's quite interesting to get um, her kind of story and her view on what it was like to to film on a soap and be on a soap when she was kind of in her early twenties, especially because. It's not something she does now, and she's kind of you know she's she's one of us. She's kind of just like a fan of the shows, and she she's got quite an interesting perspective and, and an interesting story about what it was like to kind of um, move up there and and be on Hollyoaks um, when she was so young. So yeah, it was a really really enlightening um, chat. I thought yeah, it was. I loved this one. We did this one quite a while ago, back in August, and I'm quite nosy as a person, and I just <laughs> loved hearing all about like, her Hollyoaks days and like how she made the move into journalism because, yeah. like you say, we're all kind of part of the same Hearst family. She works for Cosmopolitan. We obviously work for Digital Spy. And so, yeah, it was just great. It was such a a lovely chat. And I do remember her back in Mm. Hollyoaks, you know, all those years ago. And, yeah, with her twin sister, Connie, who played Sophie. So, yeah, it it was just a really great chat. And I hope you all enjoy it as much as we did. So, without further ado, here it is. Hi, Cassie. Thank you very much for joining us. Hello, thank you for having me. Uh, thank you. Um, so we were just talking about, obviously, your um, working with us or working with Hearst at the moment over at Cosmo. But in another life, you were, of course, uh, Mel Burton on Hollyoaks. Um, I was. Which is why I got you in today. Um, I just, well, we were just saying, I mean, it must, does it feel like another life now, kind of looking back on it? It really does, actually. Uh, because it was so long ago, we're talking like 15 years ago now. It, yeah. It was kind of a big part of my life, but at the same time, yeah, it was so long ago that it sometimes does feel like a, a distant dream. <laughs> <laughs> Punctuating that dream, are there kind of some like key kind of fond memories that you've got of your time on the show that kind of you look back on and go, oh God, yeah, that is kind oh, of was very special. So many. Um, I mean, I started the show a kind of naive 19-year-old <laughs> from a little seaside town and then suddenly I was in Liverpool living in a big city literally living the life on set every day it was what dreams are are made of really um and um getting to to film really amazing storylines and making some really good friends and and I often tell people it was like going to university but with Mm. quite a lot of money to spend on nights (laughs) out so it was just endless fun and uh, win-win exactly and you know we me and my sister I was on the show with my twin sister Connie we we lived in a flat above um two members of the cast Darren Jeffries and um Alex Carter who played OB and Lee and it was like friends you know we just literally (laughs) lived in flats above each other and uh, were just you know bad influence on each other we kind of (laughs) went out every night because why not and it yeah it was just three years of absolute chaos and fun and good times really yeah it, um I guess like you say a big change to go from anywhere anywhere kind of small to, to massive city but I guess you kind of had the benefit perhaps of having your sister with you there kind of like you kind of tackle it as a team totally yeah it, I, I felt really lucky for that I imagine if you were going it alone it might have been quite an overwhelming experience but yeah the two of us doing it together did help um, although I had to go up a month before Connie because my character kind of started first and then her mm. family rocks up to surprise her. And I did have to kind of go up there and rent a flat on my own <laughs> and get about on my own. And um, 
yeah it was, which is scary which is scary enough kind of as it is when you do it for the first time anyway regardless of kind of being exactly. 19 and starting a new a new job and a new job on on Hollyoaks exactly yeah it, it was all yeah like I say overnight a huge life change in terms of like how how that opportunity came about I think I'd love to know because obviously it's quite rare to have um real life twins in, in any show in a soap especially and how did that kind of the casting process work there did you did you do? You, did you and your sister audition together, or what was the process like? Yeah, we did. Hollyoaks were actively looking for twins. They just decided, you know, they 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 wanted to see if they could find some twins. And um, so, yeah, we we went up on a train full of loads of other twins, which was a, a bizarre <laughs> experience. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, auditioned together and um, just just read for the parts, and then we got called back again. And um, they, I think, they were also kind of auditioning actresses you know in case the twin thing didn't work out right. and they wanted to kind of have sisters instead so I know they were seeing a lot of individual actresses so we kind of we wrote it off we were like yeah. they're seeing so many people um it's just never gonna come off and so we just did the audition switched off from it and um yeah we we were well over the moon obviously when we got the call it was it was quite unexpected I can imagine. And the rest is history. The rest yeah. is history. <laughs> I mean, Hollyoaks is a very progressive show. And I think sort of one of the secrets to its success is how it sort of marries some, some of the bonkers stunts we were just talking about just now <laughs> with some of the yeah, with some of the really hard, more hard hitting um storylines. And I think your character, Mel, was involved in a few of those. Mm. She was involved with the in the rape story with Andy Holt and also alcohol mm. addiction mm. as well. So What's it like when you get sort of handed a really heavy story like that? I mean, like you say, Hollyoaks just does such a good job of that, kind of having the the throwaway, you know, light-hearted scenes and then tackling something head-on. Um, they, they do that so well. And, and as an actress, I loved the fun, silly throwaway scenes, obviously. You know, they were great filming days. But when you collected your scripts and you realised you were, you were getting something really meaty it's just it was the best feeling because I think Mm. you it was a compliment I think the producers felt like you could you could tackle it um but also you just knew you had an intense few months filming ahead of you and it was exciting and it it was just you know I think it was just they've always been really good at kind of tackling these things really sensibly right up from the producers and the writers down to the people on set I always remember it being a really kind of safe safe um atmosphere on set and people were very understanding and sensitive um so it was amazing as an actress to to kind of tick those storylines off really definitely but your so your character Mel and Sophie you were both killed off so to get really sadly I don't know why I'm not (laughs) (laughs) sorry no it's just it's just really sad and um I I actually watched this last night so in the dog explosion it's on YouTube oh is it oh well I will will google as soon as I get off Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's all there. So Mel died instantly, I think. You, I mean, you were there. You'll probably be able to tell me. <laughs> Correct. Then so, yeah, then Sophie collapsed later in a, in the church. I think it was very, very sad. So how did you feel about your time on the show coming to an end in such a dramatic way? I'm really happy. <laughs> um, but no, not like that. But just, you know, no, I, I you know, I, I would have stayed forever. It was a brilliant job. But I think to know that, okay, I'm leaving but I'm leaving with a bang, literally, mm. um, is just all you could hope for, really. Because, you know, a lot of cast members do just, 
literally go off in a taxi. I saw it a lot during mm. my time there. And it's disappointing <laughs> as, you know, as an actor to kind of to, to go like that where some viewers might not even realise it's happened. So, yeah, to, to, to be told, you know what, you're going to have a very big <laughs> dramatic explosion and, and literally, you know, have a, a very gory prosthetic injury and... Um, yeah, let it all play out like that. I, I felt really, I felt quite honoured actually. It must be um, out with a bang. It, it yeah. Must, yeah, it must be like, like you said before. You kind of imagine you get the script and it's either it's fifty fifty of whether it's going to be kind of a very intense, dramatic few months, or you're going to get kind of a, a more fun light scene. And mm. I guess that kind of explosive death is like the ultimate version of the kind of fun because it must be a lot of fun to film those kind of obviously long long hours, but it must be a lot of fun to film those kind of really dramatic. Uh, moments yeah I mean I felt like I was in a Hollywood movie when we were <laughs> filming those bits you know we were, we were li- I remember literally lying in the dog whilst it was on fire and kind of thinking wow this is this is intense yeah. um but yeah again like feel so lucky yeah. to have done all those dramatic scenes and and kind of experienced the, the kind of stunts and yeah we did a lot of stuff um like that running through warehouses and um standing on the edge of buildings and things and it was they were really exciting i, I think it's such a huge i mean i think you when you th- sometimes when you think of a soap or you think of like what soaps look like in your head it's very much like oh, you know, it's this square or it's this street or it's this kind of road and it's it's kind of, it's dialogue. And then, but actually this, these moments like this, there's so much goes into it. It's like the production of kind of, like you say, it's almost like a Hollywood movie of like all the things that are moving and happening at once. It really is. And quite simple things. You know, I, I remember, um, you know, there was a scene where I pushed um, Connie down the stairs, Mel pushed Sophie down the stairs. And um, they the prep that went into that, because they had to, they got a stuntman for it. Don't ask me why they, yeah. why a, a stunt woman wasn't available. But at the time, <laughs> there was only, <laughs> not sure what happened there. Um, but they, they ended up with this stuntman. He was slight, but you know, he was not a stuntman. <laughs> and I remember um, they, in, they had they got a wig <laughs> ordered for the stuntman of of my sister's hair and it really it wasn't really anything like my sister's hair so for weeks before my sister had to have her hair styled like the wig like the wig so, <laughs> so wow. that by the time they filmed the stuntman falling down the stairs people wouldn't be like hang on a minute what's with the dramatic hair change um so there so were a funny. few weeks of my sister like with this oh, wow. perm wig like what's happening um but yeah it's the production that goes on behind it is people wouldn't know and, and like you said you've been watching kind of old episodes i've been doing the same with the Hollyoaks favorites obviously with with lockdown and everything and I'm I'm loving kind of pointing things out to my husband like you know in the in our family home I walked down the stairs for for a scene and I said you do know there's nothing at the top of those stairs (laughs) we you have to crouch down by a spotlight and there's just a wall and then you have to kind of uncurl yourself to walk down the stairs where you just come from you know getting ready in your bedroom um so it's been really fun pointing things out and kind of remembering you know all the secrets exactly (laughs) it's funny that you talk about the the wig with with tv production in general is that it's it's like the makeup and the hair and, and the kind of all the hours that go into that side of things. So I saw um, uh, Tamara Wool, who plays um, Grace. I saw she put, she put a um, a video on Twitter a few weeks ago where she was doing her makeup and hair um, herself because of social distancing, right. and she was just mm. it's the the amount of amount of work that goes into creating kind of the look of a character and the time that goes into mm. it is just so yeah. impressive. I mean, I. 
thank God that never happened when I was on it because I, you know, <laughs> I just I don't think I would have done a very good job at the time. Saying that, I never had makeup on. I was I was an alcoholic. So I was, if, if anything, had to look bad. So I would have been fine actually. I would have been fine. You got away with that. I could have rolled out of bed and just been ready. So that's fine. The other thing we kind of want I wanted to talk to you about quickly was um, obviously the in the past few years I'd, I'd say there's been a, a move to give kind of actors and, and, and actresses and, and people involved in like soaps especially um, the kind of support um, when it comes to like press and fans and, and the fame mm. and, and all that kind of stuff um, for lots of reasons obviously and lots of kind of recent tragedies have kind of meant that actually we, we know that these people need this support um, full time mm. and I just wondered kind of what your experience with that was in terms of getting that support back then or did it feel different or um, you know <sighs> Do you know what? It was so different back then. And I actually feel really lucky because social, and again, this is going to make me feel very old. Social media did not really exist when I was on Hollyoaks. So mm. I, the most we had to deal with was, I think the most I ever had to deal with was a, a letter from a prisoner saying I had a peachy <laughs> bum when I did a naked scene, you know, like that was literally the worst <laughs> of it for me. Um, how traumatic not. Um, but yeah, I, I really hats off to, to people who were mm. in, were just generally in, in the public eye who probably, I assume, have to face daily trolling and I have you know do a great episode and then have to expect people on social media having their opinion and that's that's I'm I'm I don't know for sure but I'm sure Hollyoaks is very good at supporting that funnily enough all we had was a website um Hollyoaks website which was clunky at the best of times and there was (laughs) this little forum section where people could start up threads you know what do people think of that episode who's everyone's favorite character it was very basic yeah and I remember once kind of going on there for a little nose and seeing a thread about me um couldn't tell you specifically what, what it said now but it was it was something about the way I looked something like that mm. because it stayed with me it really yeah. I remember kind of yeah. really it was like a dagger to the heart that people were having a conversation about my looks like that mm. um and so I just don't know how how people deal with that exposure now on through social yeah. media I think they must yeah, be really strong people to deal with that on a daily basis so can you we, we touched on this just now but obviously now you are a beauty, you're the beauty editor at Cosmopolitan. So can you tell us a little bit about the, making the transition from acting to journalism? Like, did you just consciously decide or did you sort of fall into it accidentally? Yeah, I, after Hollyoaks, I auditioned for a little while. Um, didn't, you know, as we all know, acting isn't a consistent career. You can't always carry on doing it once you've had a good gig so um, I think after a while I just kind of got a bit sick of waiting for the phone to ring um a bit of a doer I just need to be working on something yeah. and know where you know when and where my money's coming in so I just um I thought well what else have I always wanted to do and I've always loved writing which you know another very competitive industry mm, I think yeah. don't go easy on myself but um <laughs> I was like you know I'd love love to write for magazines so I literally just approached editors at magazines and just asked for work experience which um I was I was only just off 
the TV at the time. So mm. I think it threw them to be kind of getting approached <laughs> by an actress wanting to come in and make tea, but I did. Um, and I, I think uh, More Magazine was my first work experience, oh, yeah. RIP. Um, and, it, you know, lovely little magazine. And I went in and they just had me, you know, making tea for a month, transcribing interviews, running errands. And I loved it. I was in my element. I really... I really enjoyed it and they made it really kind of easy for me. They they made sure it wasn't an awkward experience coming straight out of Hollyoaks into that. And yeah. I just decided, you know what, yeah, I wanna I wanna write for magazines and I just carried on interning until I got my my gig on Cosmopolitan. It must have yeah, been journalism's great. Yeah. <laughs> um it must have been strange. Like, did you um that that process of kind of like moving from such like a, a one world where everyone knows you like were you recognized a lot when you were like interviewing was it weird to kind of like walk into a job interview and think they might know they might know who I am they might have seen me they might have seen me you know a few months ago on Hollyoaks is that quite strange yeah I I kind of I really wanted to just be taken seriously mm. as a journalist by that point I was really keen for it not to you know very naive of me because Hollyoaks is on every night of the week you know you can't <laughs> avoid that but I, I remember I mean I've got three friends who are kind of still like best friends now who were also interning at ver- on various departments mm. of more at the time I was and we're still solid friends now and um, I remember at the time like no one said anything about Hollyoaks no one recognized me no one asked anything and I remember coming home after my first day and saying to my sister it's amazing no one recognized (laughs) me oh what a fluke I'm you know it's I'm so pleased and years later at dinner my friends were like you do know the editor emailed around the entire office and said (laughs) don't stare at the Hollyoaks girl you you do realize (laughs) and I was like oh yeah that that makes sense (laughs) Um, I really appreciate her for doing that because I kind of thought you know No one almost recognised me. Yeah, it almost went the other way. It sounds like where people were like avoiding, <laughs> avoiding you. Don't make eye contact. I was like, does everyone hate me? <laughs> so I would be remiss to ask. We spoke a little bit about whether you were um, recognised by anyone when you were interviewing for the jobs. Um, have has there been have there been any times when you've kind of been kind of spotted during an interview so when you've been at Cosmo and you've been kind of interviewing? Uh, kind yeah. of a celebrity or someone has anyone ever said to you oh hold, hold on a second yeah I know that. yeah <laughs> Fun, funnily enough that the most memorable one was um, the lovely little mix who um I got to interview I can't remember how many years ago now um anyway a few years ago I, I got the chance to interview them for Cosmopolitan obviously and I walked into the room and they were just like hang on a minute we know you, You're, you were on Hollyoaks. And um, <laughs> they, bless them, they were just in, genuinely enthusiastic about it and then uh, proceeded to ask me questions about my time <laughs> there and my character and how I'd ended up doing this. And I pretty much came out of the interview um, with nothing to give my editor. <laughs> um, I was like, if you want to print a story about my time on Hollyoaks, so I've got plenty on that. But um, yeah, I didn't really get my interview, but they were so sweet about it and genuinely excited, which threw me because I mm. was, you know, nowhere near as famous as them. But um, Yeah, it's um, they're, 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 they're a group, group of people that I've always, that you only ever hear kind of extremely nice things about people that I know that nice people have met they're always like you know they're absolutely lovely girls so sweet Definitely. so sweet great um I think um on that note that's kind of all we've got time for today yeah. thank you so much for joining us Cassie thank you, thank you. people could follow you on Twitter uh, at Cassie Powney um and they can um read your work over on Cosmopolitan UK 
Yeah. Um, and we would encourage them to do that, most definitely. Of course. <laughs> Um, thank yeah. you thank Thanks you so for the, yeah, thank you so the nostalgic trip <laughs> yes trip down Mary Lane life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much like unexpected medical costs that's why United Healthcare provides health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs learn more at uh1.com There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So that was our chat with Cassie. It was just so great, wasn't it, Ali? Yeah, it's just, it's fun to kind of talk to someone, like I said at the top of the show, like, because she's kind of a normal person she's no longer like a big hot you know soap star it's just and she can kind of talk a bit more freely about you know what it's like to be on the show and yeah it's just fun to kind of hear her stories yeah i, I just like like i say it's so interesting to discover like how you make that move from acting to journalism and she was saying you know she still would be up for an acting role if it ever came along so yeah it was just really interesting yeah really fun so this is the part of the podcast where we break down all the spoilers for next week so it's the week commencing november 9 going all the way through to november 13th um and we are going to be kicking off with cory where sadly the big story of the week is once again surrounding leanne and steve and the very tragic situation with their young son oliver yeah it, i mean we've spoke, been speaking about this obviously um the storyline's been going for a while and it kind of the storyline itself has been this kind of back and forth between leanne and steve and nick about you know what the best the best thing they can do for oliver is and and you know we, we had that conversation last week about you know gail's having her in for and so we're kind of just it, it's a continuation of that story about you know they all want they all want what's best um but it's it's a case of you know what is best and what does the next step look like and so this week um there's a court hearing coming up um where wendy's going to share her kind of impartial view um around the diagnosis and and discuss whether or not um, any more could be done to help Oliver. Um, and obviously that's going to have a, a massive impact on Leanne and she kind of disagrees. And it, it, we're going to see that conversation, her, finally really see a kind of think an honest conversation between her and Steve about um, what the next step is for them. Yeah, it's very difficult. I mean, Leanne is adamant that he's responding to very specific stimuli, but St- uh, Steve is a bit more ambivalent. I think he does try to persuade them in court that, Oliver, like one day there could be a cure that could help yeah. Oliver's condition. But yeah, ultimately, I think the they come to the conclusion that, you know, his life support does very sadly 
need to be turned off. But, you know, at this stage, Leanne, she's sort of ostracised herself from everyone and she's not yeah. accepting it. She makes a move on Steve, I think, one night. And it's all it's all very, very sad. I think, ultimately, she wants to appeal yeah. the court's decision. Steve tells her that he's not going to support that. And that's a big move from him because so yeah. far they've been quite united in this haven't they yeah exactly and that's the thing i think this is the the culmination obviously of lots of conversations and like you say it's steve now going to is going to kind of be honest and say you know i'm not i'm not prepared to support this appeal um so yeah but you know big emotional scenes next week um it's a, it's a you know a very extremely emotional storyline and like we've been saying the whole time i think it's been handled um really delicately i think so many brilliant performances throughout it um so yeah it'll certainly be sad to see to see how it shakes out next week. Yeah, it's very sad. I mean, I think Stephen, the doctors are obviously all saying, you know, the, mal- the most altruistic thing is to turn his life support off. But I don't think there's one single person that doesn't see where Leanne's coming from and doesn't yeah, feel for her. So it's a really, it's one where you really feel for every single character involved. So yeah, it's going to be a tough watch, but really, really powerful scenes there. And then the other big story in Corey, a little bit of a lighter one, yeah, I think, much lighter, sun, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've got Adam's new mm. love interest, much to Sarah's fury. <laughs> She's not happy. No. Yeah, she um we've kind of uh we're still living in a in a post-Adam and Sarah kind of world where the fallout from their their breakup is all around us. And yeah, so this week we're gonna see Adam um take a liking to um Alina um after kind of spotting her in the cafe. Um and obviously this is much this is kind of complicated by the fact that she works with Sarah at Underworld. So it's kind of all it's all a little bit too close to home, I think, this week. Yeah, they're gonna be fighting up a bit of a storm. I think Car- Carla sort of warns her that Adam's doing this to make Sarah jealous, which is working. But, you know, she's tempted by Adam. Mm. I mean, who can blame her? So <laughs> where's that going to go? Who knows? They do. He does suggest a date. But as for what happens, I think we're going to have to wait and see. I think it's an interesting one because I always thought that Sarah was more suited to Gary. But mm. it's seeming like she, you know, she's going to be fighting yeah, it's the classic. Adam. I think it's kind of the you know she's just not prepared to let it let it go, is she? Bless her. Um, and or she, or, yeah, it's 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 a funny one. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, uh, um, you know, it's it's always exciting to have a new kind of pairing and stir things up on the street. So, you know, who knows? Yeah, who knows? It would be interesting to see if she listens to Carla's warning or if she throws yeah. caution to the wind and is like, you know, I like Adam. I'm going to pursue it. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's a little bit of a lighter one with some of yes. the heavier scenes next week. So, I think that'd be good. Um, moving on to Hollyoaks, where we have the ongoing McQueen blackmail plot. <laughs> I feel like we've talked about this so much, but it's ongoing. I think we're on the third sin, which is next week, which is to do with John Paul, and it yes. is Pride. Yeah, it's um, we've been kind of uh, this the creepy Silas blackmail doll story has been going on. We're well past Halloween now, but we're still we kind are. of in the in the middle of it. Um, but yeah, like you say, um, off the back of kind of the greed sin um we saw we've seen john paul kind of scrabble for cash talk to james um and that's just obviously not a good path to go down and yeah as we move forward it's the sin of pride is going to be the next one and uh mm. john paul's pretty convinced it's definitely about him so yeah i'm intrigued we've had wrath which was silver killing a breeder and then we had greed which was Teresa. so that's yes. one going at the moment and then yeah next week it is all about john paul transpires that obviously he's got a big secret which he <laughs> believes the doll knows and this whole sin is about 
that. So he's going to be revealing his darkest secret. Forward slash. Yeah, it's. Thing. I think we, we're at the point of kind of you know the McQueen, there's only so much uh, cash the McQueens can kind of hmm. get together, and this is probably this is the end of it. And so yeah, he's going to. We kind of he's faces some some tricky decisions to pay off the the debt. Well, not the debt, the the, the fine associated with the greed sin um, around Kyle and and some, and you know whether he's going to kind of steal some stuff. I don't know. It's 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 quite messy, really, for all of the McQueens involved. But yeah, I think this is the sin of pride is going to be the one where he has to come clean because they can't they can't afford to pay again. Yeah, he stoops quite low. I think he yeah, like you say, he considers stealing this watch that Nancy's been gifted from yeah. Kyle's parents. That's obviously very sentimental. But yeah. Don't know what he's hiding, but I will look forward to finding out. <laughs> yeah, it's, cl- it's classic. It's a classic Hollyoaks storyline. Like it's it's coming up each week. We're going. Oh, I can't believe we're talking about this again. But it is, it is hooking us. There is something, and it's just it's it. Even though it's obviously very serious stuff, the the framing of the doll is just it is quite fun. It's it's quite kind yeah. of a. Yeah, tongue-in-cheek way of doing all this stuff, I think. Yeah, it's bonkers, isn't it? I, I can't yeah. believe this doll is is hooking me, but it is. It's doing the <laughs> trick. So, yeah, well done to them they know what they're doing and then yeah moving further down the week we've got this really quite sad story involving Sid there's been a little bit of information already about what that's going to entail he suffers a life-changing injury I don't actually know what this injury is so I'll find out along with the rest of you but it is off the back of this county line story that Hollyoaks have been doing Oh, yeah, yeah. It's all very difficult. He has this big confrontation with his cousin, Jordan, who he framed or he got arrested a few weeks ago. And that's all going to come to a head. And he's very upset afterwards. And he ends up taking a load of ketamine and collapsing. And then which sparks a life-changing, some life-changing events, which is going to lead to him having a very, very serious injury, which is going to change his life forever. Yeah, I think this is... um... We're getting into the, I mean, I keep saying this, I think, every week, but we are getting into the meat of some of the bigger county lines, kind of the the, the, the final county lines um, kind of uh, scenarios, let's say. Yeah. And I think, obviously, this is kind of, this is the big moment for Sid. You know, he's had a year, we've had a year of following him down this 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 path, this journey, and this is going to be the the kind of culmination. And, and yeah, we'll just to find, wait and find out what happens. But it's... um. Yeah, it's exciting and sad, bless him. Like, you know, it's a pretty grim, it looks like it's going to be a pretty grim kind of series of events that gets him to this place. So to wait yeah. and see. And he's a good he's a good kid, I think, deep down. Yeah. But I'm intrigued because obviously in the flash forward episode, we saw his guitar, you know, all smashed. So, you know, obviously we are, like you say, in the final few weeks, we're heading towards that. It's getting closer and closer, which I can't believe. <laughs> and, you know, things are starting to fall into place now, I think. Like we know what the wedding is going to be Tom and Yasmin. And so, yeah, it's... um. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be difficult, I think, for him, but it's going to be interesting to, yeah. you know, watch these next few weeks play out. So that's all for Hollyoaks. Moving on to Emmerdale, where we have, so there's a couple of, couple of quite big stories. We'll start off yeah. with Mandy and Paul and his gambling story, which is ongoing, yeah. but oh, so frustrating. But next week he does what I think is... Probably his most shocking move. Yeah, yet. this is this is his lowest point um, for sure. Mm. This is kind of it's it's it's, it's just grim <laughs> through and through. So we've got we're going to see. I think is um, you know we've been seeing Paul struggle with the gambling stuff. We've seen kind of Vinny try and intercede a few times over the past few weeks. Um, and this week um, it's all going to kind of 
um, focus around the fact that Mandy is kind of actually unaware of what Paul's going through and, and what he's up to. Um, she announces these plans to get a new house for the family, um, for her, Paul and Vinny. Um, and she's kind of got enough cash together to make a deposit on the place. Um, but she, you know, quite knowingly, she asks Vinny to keep a plan, keep the plan secret from Paul. Um, but obviously that doesn't kind of work out. And once he, Paul finds out, he wants to be involved and he kind of insists on uh, being in charge of the cash and putting it in the bank, despite the fact that obviously we as an audience know that's probably not a good idea. And, and Mandy and Vinny also kind of know that it's probably not for the best. Yeah, I mean, they are unsure. They're not convinced it's the best thing to do. Yeah. But, you know, nonetheless, they let him and their fears are very sadly justified as he secretly pockets the cash heads to the bookies, but the big question is whether he is actually going to gamble away all the deposit money, because I think that could be curtains for them if he does. Yeah, yeah it's um, I, it, you know, it reminds us of that the conversation we had with Lisa Riley back um, last month where she was saying, you know, the thing with Mandy is that she she wears her heart on her sleeve and, like, she can't... Yeah. even It's not even... Paul's kind of half pulled the wall over her eyes and that's enough for her to... She'd rather kind of believe that things are going to work out than maybe face the the reality of the situation a little bit. So we'll have to yeah. see, yeah, like you say, wait and find out whether he does actually gamble the money. Um, and if not, because if not, you know, this could lead to, a, this could be a turning point in that story. But yeah, we're very much at the crossroads there. It's very interesting. Obviously, we've got this gambling story playing out in EastEnders as well with Kush. Yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting to see if, if Mandy stands by him or not. She's a very forgiving character, but, you know, yeah. he does push her and push her and push her. So yeah. yeah could, and this is a big know. deal, right? It's the money that she's... You know, it's their, it's their kind of their family's future in some ways. It's this deposit she's got. She wants to kind of live happily ever, happily ever after. Yeah. So yeah, not exactly. good. No, not good. And you know, jumping onto another couple mm. on the rocks, we've got <laughs> Paddy and Chaz, and I have found out that their ship name is Chaddy. It's definitely so, Chaddy. I'm not sure how I feel about that, Sophie. It, does, <laughs> it does not roll off the tongue particularly well. It sounds like some sort of fish. It um, does. I'm it really sure does actually. It. <laughs> Shaddy. I still feel saying it sounds really weird, but it's like Stainy in EastEnders. It just doesn't yeah. sit well with me. But yes, yeah, so we've got them. They are not in the best of states still. So Paddy got drunk with Mandy, a little bit, you know, a yes. misguided move there, not the best thing to do. So his hopes of a reunion with Chaz are sort of hanging by a thread. But there could be light at the end of the tunnel as he overhears he overhears Chaz telling baby Eve how much she loves him, which is super cute. Yeah, I think it's it's decision time. It's the, This is the week, I think, where we're going to... I'm hoping this is the week where we kind of go one way or the other with the two of them. Um, because we like, you know, we want to see them happy, but we also don't want to see Paddy in this position where he's just like arming and ahhing about... Which I know is kind of his his mo, but yeah, I think we're we're getting to decision time for the two of them whether they'll stay together or not. So, yeah, I think we'll we'll find out for sure this week. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So jumping on to the third couple in trouble. Well, they're kind of <laughs> these two. I'm not sure there's a way back actually. Yeah. Unlike the um, unlike Shaddy, but Harriet and Will find themselves in an awkward situation. So obviously they've called things off because she slept with Malone. I mean, what does she expect? And then, so their wedding is no longer going ahead. Not that it would be in the current climate, but it's not going ahead. And she tells Laurel that it's because of financial issues, but she sort yeah. of underestimates the, her, their Laurel's kindness. Yeah. 
and her lies end up catching her out because Laurel yeah. and Nicola decide to sort of fundraise and get the money together so it can go ahead. What? Yeah, it's a class. It's a classic conundrum. It's a classic soap conundrum of someone being kind of caught, like you know, caught up in the web of their own of their own lies. Like she's kind of she's been proactive with telling people this this kind of fake reason, and that's going to come back and, and bite her. So, yeah, not good. I think she's going to be yeah caught out potentially. Mm, yeah, potentially, and yeah. So it's testing times all round, Emmerdale. Really, not a lot of. Not a lot of happiness there, yeah, but you know what you expect. Everyone's everyone's relationships are um, being scrutinised, shall we say? Yep. And we are about to jump onto EastEnders, where yes. it's not much brighter, but you know mm-hmm. it's EastEnders, so so yeah, the big what story. Expect? What do you expect? Yeah, and it's November. You know, we're heading into Christmas. Yeah, everything is about to go up in flames. But yes. so the big story next week is this ongoing story involving Mick. So we've got Katie Lewis, who is Frankie's mum. She is going to be turning up. She yes. is played by Simone Labib, who you might know if you were a Bad Girls fan back in the day. She played <laughs> Helen Stewart, a big, big character. Yeah. So that's exciting. Katie's arriving in Bullford, And I think for, for anyone who's been following this storyline with Mick over the past few weeks, you know, we've seen him... We've seen almost his entire personality switch. Um, yeah. Once he kind of had this this realization after speaking to Frankie that you know he was abused um, by Katie um, when he was much much younger, when he was twelve. It, we, we've seen this kind of switch in his personality, and he's he's been pushing everyone away. Um, obviously, we've seen he's kind of had these major arguments with with Shirley at every opportunity, and this is really the next step in that storyline um, as Katie kind of arrives. Quite, which I'm quite surprised that that she, they're bringing her into the into the square because I think it's very it's interesting to have Mick kind of come to face face to face with her after everything that we know. Um, so yeah, she's going to turn up. Um, it's potentially at Frankie's request. Um, so yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, she's got a mi- missing piece of the jigsaw the yeah. story really, and so Frankie is going to want them to meet up. The three of them. I love Frankie. She's so yeah. upfront, straightforward. Yeah. She's like, we're going to have a meeting, the three of us. But what happens during this meeting and what's said, you know, that remains to be seen because Mick yeah. is not in a good way by the end of the week. It's really, really difficult for him. And it's obviously not being helped by the fact that he hasn't shared this with anyone, really. Like, Linda's still, like, not like not really sure what's going on with him. Yeah. And like you say, we've not seen this side of Mick before. It's really, really difficult to watch, isn't it? Yeah, and I'm, I'm not sure I can watch Tina put her foot in it again. It's been weeks no. Every time she turns the pod screen, I'm like, Tina, no, you need to read the room. <laughs> understand what's happening calm um, down yeah take honestly. a step back um, yeah. it's worth it's worth saying as well obviously this storyline is incredibly sensitive and, and dealing with some really serious stuff um and it's good to know as always that eastenders have been working pretty closely with the nspcc um and survivors uk and, and other charities um, that deal with kind of um abuse of this kind ever since the, the beginning of the storyline so we, we'd expect to see it dealt with the same kind of sensitivity that it has been so far um, and obviously this this is quite a big thing happening next week so so yeah we're interested to see how that how that shakes out yeah absolutely and I know we were saying about we haven't seen the side of Mick before but you know you've got to remember this is a historical yeah. abuse and he's still trying to get his head around it he's still not at a point where I think he can accept it and talk to his loved ones so yeah. yeah like you say it's been i think it's been handled really delicately really sensitively and i think that's gonna be taking center stage for you know the weeks to come there's still yeah. a long way to go there and then finally this speaking one... of speaking of sensitive delicate things <laughs> phil and cat <laughs> phil and cat this one just makes me laugh i mean they it's just the it's just the little duo you never saw <laughs> coming like a little yeah. criminal duo <laughs> 
So she said earlier this week that she wants Phil to help her with a robbery at a cleaning job. I think she thinks, you know, it's Phil. You know, why would he turn this (laughs) down? But he obviously isn't a big fan of the Slaters and he does initially say no repeatedly. But Kat being Kat isn't going to take no for an answer. No. So she pursues this all through next week. And so she sort of keeps visiting him. She's determined to change his mind. It looks like she might do. But, you know, whether Phil can really trust the Slaters enough to go along with it, not sure. Yeah, it's um, it's a funny one. It's, not, it's a, Like you said, it's not a pairing that we expect to see on screen much anymore. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to seeing um, scenes with Jesse Wallace and Steve McFadden because, like, they're both such EastEnders stalwarts, you know, they're in, they're in it all the time, but we so rarely get to see them butt heads like this. Um, so yeah, I'm sure it's going to lead to some some kind of cracking one-liners um, and ridiculous moments between the two of them. Yeah, definitely. This story, actually, I was having a little look yesterday. You know, obviously, I'm limited to what I can say, but this does mm. get bigger throughout November. There's going to be other people. I was about to say who then. There's going to be other people involved. And yeah, I think it's going to be it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a good one. I think. Kind of, it's like you say, I just didn't see this coming. And, you know, I'm still confused as to what Phil knows. Like, you know, obviously Stacey attacked him. He thought it was Kat. Mm. He, seemed, he seemingly let this all go. Yeah, it's it, that is interesting. I mean, the Slaters are just not anyone's good books at the moment um, no. for various reasons. Um, and this seems to be, you know, uh, is this a good idea for them, to, for Kat to get involved in more crime? Probably not. Is it a good idea for her, someone else in the family to, you know, end up owing someone something? Probably not. But since when does Kat make, you know, Good decisions. Yeah, exactly. She doesn't. And let's not forget that we've got Callum, sort of, he's a he's to see a police officer. Yeah. You know, he's with Ben. It's just a disaster waiting to happen, isn't it? 100%. But on that note, I think we will park the little spoiler section and hope you enjoy everything mm. across next week. As always, let us know what you think. Let us know what you're looking forward to. You can let us know what you're not looking forward to because that's fine too. <laughs> we're, we're open to we're open to any feedback. Yeah. And like we said le- last week, let us know if there's anything you want us to talk about, any stories, any issues. We will happily chat about them. Yeah, I'm quite keen to know what people think are going to be. You know, what are your guesses for as we head into, as we head towards Christmas? Like you said, I'm quite keen to know what people people's predictions around the big moments are in each of the soaps because. We know what Christmas is like. We know that, um, you know, it's not going to be a quiet, a quiet kind of silent night. So, yeah, let us know what you think is going to happen. Um, and you can do that um, on social media. So you can uh, find the show on Twitter at Soapscoop. You can head over to Facebook at facebook.com forward slash digital spy soaps. Um, and you can stay up to date with all of the soaps um, spoilers that we talked spoken about today um, by heading to digitalspy.com slash soaps. And as always, you can subscribe to get the this episode when it lands every Friday at 8 a.m., you can leave us a review, leave us five stars, yeah. please. <laughs> and we will see you next week. In the meantime, wrap up warm, stay safe, stay relatively happy if you can. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll see you next week, folks. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.